0: Hello and welcome to livealittlehigher.com to, This week we read Parashat Oldot and um, in the book of Living Moon of Rabbi David Ashiar, Ashiar, Ashiar has a beautiful uh, Devar Torah about this parasha and he says who is behind anti-Semitism and really anti-Semitism is not something new it's not something that just came out it's something that has existed for all ages. Since Esav and Yaakov had been born, uh, we see this phenomena, it's a phenomena, and really the most important thing is to recognize that anti-Semitism comes from Hashem. So throughout the ages, the Jewish people have been persecuted by nations. And uh Hasal, the sages in Midrash Tanhuma call us a sheep among seventy nations. And we say in the Haggadah, in every gene- generation, they are strategizing how to wipe it out. So, how to wipe us out. And Hashem re- rescues us from their hands. You know, when we call the This is what it is. like every generation, there's someone trying to kill us. Every holiday, you see, they try to kill us. We were saved. The Purim story, Hanukkah that is coming, uh, they try to kill our, our souls, they try to kill our bodies. This is something that has been going on forever. And we know that Hashem is the guardian of Israel. This is what we have to know, most of it. You know, the month of Hanukkah really is a month to strengthen our bitahon, our trust in Hashem. The word uh, kislev comes from the word kesel, which means trust and security. And in reality... We should never despair, no matter how bad it can get, we should never despair, because we have to know this is something that Hashem sends into the world so the Jewish people can be who they have to be. If, if, we wouldn't have anti Semitism, I don't think we would exist anymore. This is what has kept the Jewish people going and alive for thousands and thousands of years. So, therefore, our enemies are nothing more than his messengers, the messengers of Hashem, and even anti Semitism is from Hashem. So, we do not understand the way Hashem runs the world. We are not God. If I were God, I remember this book of Rabbi Aryeh Kaplan, if I were God how would I run the world and obviously we would do a very different job because there's many questions that have not been answered but in reality Hashem has his ways and we we don't know we don't know the whole picture we don't know the whole uh, idea of how Hashem wants to bring what he has to bring to the world we we we're tiny we have no idea so Hassan. In uh, Sifri Behazokheja, described anti Semitism with this phrase It is a known fact Esav hates Yaakov. So, this deep rooted hatred that Esav developed for Yaakov was initiated in this parasha, Parasha Toldos. In this parasha, Rivka is pregnant and she's walking down the street and she feels very uncomfortable. So when she walks in front of a house of idol worship, the baby goes crazy. And then when she walks in front of the of the yeshiva of Shem and Ever, the baby goes crazy. So she goes to a man of God, Shem, and she asks him, what's going on? I have this... Crazy baby inside of me. He's driving me nuts. When I walk in front of, of the house of, of worship, this is what happens. And when I walk in front of an idol worship house, this is what happens. So he says to her, you have two nations within yourself. There, there's not, it's not one baby, it's two. You have two nations in you. And when one rules, the other one is subservient. And when the other one rules, the other one is subservient. This is a concept in the, in the Tanya that the altar Rebbe talks about the Yetzer Haran, the Yetzer Hatov, the godly Neshama, the animal soul, these two entities within ourselves that are fighting for the city. When one is in control, the other one is not in control, and when the other one is in control, the other one is not in control. So we see that this is not only an external problem, anti-Semitism is an internal problem too. So Isaac told Esau to hunt for food and prepare a meal for him, and then he would give him a blessing. What happens? Rivka, she had prophecy, and she saw that if her husband would give the blessing to Esav, it would be terrible. Because the blessing was to give him the blessing of the world to come. Yaakov was a man of the tents, and Esav was a hunter. And so he was going to be the owner of the material world. And, and Yaakov was going to give him the blessing of the world to come, of the Olamaba. And she saw that if this happened, this would have been a tragedy. So she tells her son Yitzhak to go and serve the, her son Yaakov to go to, her, to his father Yitzhak and serve him the, the food, as we know the story. And he dresses as if he was his brother Esau. And, um, and he goes in and he, the father gives him the braha that was supposed to be for his brother. So the pasuk says that the moment Yaakov left the room, Asab entered in without seeing him bearing a plate of food and said to the father here father get up I brought you your food and so the father says I, it can be who was here before you I thought you were just here I gave you the braha and he says no it was not me so he said oh I gave the blessing to Yaakov so Rabbi Lugasi who is a very important Rabbi in line pointed out what would a father usually do at a moment like this he would try to keep peace between his kids and he would probably say thank you but I'm not very hungry right now come here anyway and I will give you a braha and he will mumble down any other braha and he will appease him so but what did Isaac do and so the pasuk says Itzak trembled with fear then said Esav someone else came here already and I gave him your braha indeed he shall remain blessed he should keep that blessing instead of putting out the fire he kindled more fire so instead of appeasing his son he added more fire to the to the to the to the wood so Asa screamed a bitter cry he cried and cried a bitter cry and begged please father give me also a braha give me also a blessing and at that point he might expect Ishak to say I will give you a different braha but what does he do he says, sorry, your bo- brother outsmarted you, and he came and took away your braha. So this is the second time that Yaakov, that Isaac doesn't appease Asaph, and that uh, he, 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 he uh, it's the second time also that Yaakov takes something away from Asaph. First, he bought his birth, birth uh, his birth firstborn, um, with the lentils, as we know, he he bought, bought him the birthright, and now he takes away his braha. So we see again: rather than extinguishing the flame, what does Isaac do? He added more fuel to the to the fire, and he said, "Esav, what can I tell you? I already designated your brother Yaakov the master, and your, and and you are his servant." And why did Yitzhak cause Asap to hate Yaakov like this? Why did this happen? Why did he have to do this? So Rabbi Lugazi said, based on the Hassam's suffer, that until now, although Yitzhak knew of the evils of Asaph, it's not that Yitzhak didn't know that his son was evil. He knew he was not a good person, but he, he knew that Asaph, his soul, came from a higher place than Yaakov if Esav would do teshuvah, he would repent and go in the right way he would have been even more, more spiritual, more in a higher level than Yaakov and he wanted to give him the blessing because he believed in him, but in reality the one that was right was Rivka, he, it would have been disastrous because Esav did not want what Isaac wanted him to be he didn't want that, he wanted to be um, Low life, his whole life. So still, we see here that what we learn from this pasuk and from this part of the, of the Torah, of this, uh, of this parasha, is that although Itzak knew of the evils of Asaph, he thought he could, could still coexist with Yaakov. Um, he thought that Asaph would earn the money and Yaakov could earn the Torah. But we see here that that was impossible so he gave them the he gave Yaakov the whole blessing because it was impossible for them to coexist they could never coexist evil and good can never coexist you cannot have them together either you're in one side or you're in the other and he realized that they could never be together so Isaac understood the mes- message and followed the will of Hashem and made sure that his sons would always be separated. And from that day on, Asab would always hate Yaakov. And from here comes the root of anti-Semitism, because we, the Jewish people, represent Hashem. Even if you're not a religious Jew, you're, every person thinks that Jew, and it connects it directly to the Torah and connects it directly to to, to God and to Israel. It's something that goes straight there. And, um, and, uh, and we're a reminder to the world of how a, how a person should behave, how a, a person should be, and how we should only believe in the one God, the one and only God, Hashem. That's it. There's no other God. There's one God for everybody. There's one reality in the world, and that's Hashem. So we only pray to God, we only look up to God. This is the Jewish people, we don't have intermediaries, we only have Hashem. So when a person sees a Jew, is reminded of this. And it it creates a visceral reaction, it's like an allergic reaction. Rabbi Adin Steinsfeld, may he rest in peace. I remember many years ago, I went to listen to him, and he said that, If the other nations understood what a Jew is, they would have two policemen for each Jew making sure they would keep the Torah. Because when the Jew behaves like a Jew, the whole world runs smoothly. It's a smooth world. But when the Jew is not behaving the way he should behave, then there is a visceral reaction, there is an allergic reaction to the world. And that starts creating more hatred. So we think, like, okay, if I don't look like a Jew, if I don't eat like a Jew, if I don't behave like a Jew, maybe the world will leave me alone. But we see that this is not true. In the times of the Holocaust, it was the highest incidence of uh, assimilation. There was so much assimilation in those days. People wanted to, if you asked a Jew in, in those days, is he Jewish or German, he would answer you, he was first German and then he was Jewish. And we see it today, too. People will tell, you "No, I'm American before he'll say he's Jewish. So Rabbi Adin Stainesville says, no, a Jew has to be a Jew. A Jew has to be what he is. He has to be the truth. And when a person sees a Jew, he should see Hashem. This is how a Jew should live. And in that way, when we live in this way, then the other side of the world has no power over a Jew or over anything because the revelation of Hashem is there and that's what happened with Esav and Yaakov Esav was going to be the ruler of the abundance of the world of the material world and Yaakov was going to be the ruler of the world to come and when Rivka saw this she said this is not going to work out they can't coexist together. So he, she pleaded to, to Yaakov to disguise himself as Esav and go and steal the Braha from, her, from the father. And he gave him the two blessings. He gave them the blessing of, 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 of Parnasa to, to, uh, to Yaakov, which he already had the blessing of the world to come. And, and that was what hit the most on Esav. Uh, on and so, yeah anti-semitism is real it's something that exists it's a given by God it happens because it happens but in reality when 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 a Jew behaves like he should behave this should go away this is what the Torah teaches us so I leave you here and remember live a little higher thank you